Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It's a Wednesday evening. We're doing a pop-up episode because we've got a special guest with us tonight. Myself, TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes will jump right into it. We have FSU legend, now PGA Tour golfer. Has that, has that sunk in quite yet? But uh, John Pog, Florida State, uh, absolute legend, probably the best golfer to ever wear the Garnet Gold. John, how are you doing tonight, man? Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I know. We... Uh, we really appreciate your time. Appreciate you making some time uh, to, to hang out. We thought it was a fitting week um, because it's the U.S. Open. Richie actually does a golf podcast, and I'm sure he'll bother you about later coming on as well. <laughs> but, uh, no, we, we really appreciate your time at FSU and all you did for, uh, for FSU athletics and golf specifically. So, um, but, man, I'll, I'll, start with, I'll start with this, and Richie's the golf guy, so I'll let him have it here after this one. But <laughs> talk to you about your decision – um, to go to Florida State, we were talking about it a little bit off air, um, just in you uh, coming up. I believe you came up and visited for a for a football game, but you said coming to FSU was more than just coming up for a big a big primetime football game. Tell me about why you picked FSU, um, why you stayed at FSU, right, with the transfer portal and everything else. Like, why? What does Florida State mean to you, and why did you pick it? Yeah, first and foremost, I love Florida State. Best decision I've ever made. Um, I think the biggest thing was the coaching staff we have. Uh, I don't think if you don't know Trey Jones, he's came here 18 or 19 years ago and really turned this program around and he's had so much success. You know, Jonas Blicks, Brooks Kepka, Daniel Berger, like he's, he's kind of groomed those guys. And, you know, I think he took a big role in why they're so successful today. And, uh, you know, I thought that, you know, he, he, every player that he got, he created, he, he made them become a better golfer throughout college. And that's, that's probably the main reason why I came to Florida state, just because of the, the coaching staff, you know, you got Robert duck and Matt wall. They've all, they've all helped me, you know, become the golfer I am right now. Um, but alongside of that, you know, the campus is beautiful. You know, the Florida state has one of the best athletic programs in the country. Um, I was recruited by, you know, some of the other Florida schools and you kind of, you know, just with the football program, the basketball program, and uh, you look at soccer and softball this year, there's just so much about the athletic program here that just makes you want to come here. And if you're an athlete, you want to be a Seminole. So that's probably the main reason I came to Florida State. Yeah, and we're big proponents of all sports in this podcast. We have Lonnie with softball, you know, Trey with golf, uh, Jen with women's tennis. We've had so many coach ham with basketball, which I know you're a big fan of. Um, but this week I'm super excited. Like, like TJ said, I, I'm kind of the golf guy. I'm a huge golf fan. I cannot wait for primetime U.S. Open this week. But I want to talk about last year, man. You actually got to play in the U.S. Open alongside, you know, the best players in the world at winged foot. Um, you were the only amateur to make the cut and finish as a low amateur. Just what was that experience like as a Florida state golfer playing in the U S open? That, that's, that's a huge deal, man. Yeah. So that was, that was really exciting. Um, 
I've never played in a PGA Tour event, so my first one being the U.S. Open, you know, it's that's kind of hard to to get around. Um, but yeah, I uh, I I learned a lot from it. I went up to multiple guys. I I saw Tiger, saw Jordan Spieth, and um, who else did I see? Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, and I just walked up to everyone and asked, you know, you know, this is my first tour event, first major. Like, what's something I can learn from this? And you know, what's something you would tell me, or what's some advice you can give to someone like me? And basically, you know, they all gave their, everyone out there is pretty nice. And, you know, they gave me their time and um, gave me some advice. And I thought that was really cool for them. So um, obviously um, I didn't play that great during the weekend. So a little disappointing, but I learned a lot from it. And, you know, it kind of showed me that I can compete against some of the best players in the world. And um, yeah, I just, it was an awesome experience. Don't sell yourself short, man. You, you shot a 69 on the opening <laughs> day, which is ridiculous at a U.S. Open. Like it, the other three majors, typically you, you see people go, you know, five, six, sometimes seven under par on day one, not in the U.S. Open, but you win a 69. What, what was your like mentality after that? Were you just like, man, did I just shoot a 69 at the U.S. Open on Thursday? Yeah, I was I was pretty shocked myself. Um, but I was playing with house money. I had nothing to lose, only everything to gain. So um, I played pretty open minded and I just I went with the mindset going there just to have as much fun as I can. And I think I did that. And usually I play my best golf when I'm just enjoying myself. Yeah, and it was funny. We had um, uh, TJ mentioned we've had Trey Jones on the podcast a few times and uh, we had him on the like a couple of days before the fall masters in 2020 with the weird COVID year. And uh, one of the first things he wanted to ask about was your performance at the U S open at Wingfoot, And it, it was funny. He's like, no, it's, he didn't, he wasn't just happy to be there. He wanted to make the cut and have a chance to compete. Um, is that mentality kind of helped you get where you are, where you are now, where you have a full year exemption on the corn ferry, where you can earn your PGA card and be a mainstay on the tour in the very near future. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, having PGA Tour is one of the best things, you know, in college golf in the last however many years, you know, everyone's got something to play for. But, yeah, I just – I'm definitely just trying to go out there and, you know, play with a very free mind. But, obviously, I'm as competitive as it gets, and I don't, I don't like losing. So, I try to, you know – I try to – every tournament I show up to, I try to win. So – but if I don't play well, it's not the end of the world. I'm I'm still young and I'm trying to learn every week, you know, I play golf. And so I've been playing with the mindset to just, you know, enjoy myself. It's a long journey and uh, just have fun with it. Yeah, man. And you wasted no time having fun because as a terrible amateur golfer like myself that I'm happy to hit the low 80s and, uh, you know, some days happy to just break 100. You know, I just spent 500 bucks on a new tailor-made driver last summer. Uh, I'm always buying a bunch of Nike golf swag. Man, you just signed deals with Nike and TaylorMade. How's it feel to know you won't have to buy clubs or gear for, for the foreseeable future? And you have, like, the top golf brands in the world saying, hey, John Pock, we want to sponsor you. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, I've been with TaylorMade and Nike since I've been I've been with TaylorMade since I was 13 years old. So they've been supporting me my basically my whole career. 
uh, Nike. I became a Nike athlete when I went to school here. And those are my two dream, you know, companies I want to work with. TaylorMade, in my opinion, has the best products in golf. And then Nike has some of the best clothing in golf. And, you know, to to have those two companies support me, you know, that's that's really special. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with them for, for now. Um, I know you're just starting your career, but when you dream and have aspirations of, of winning tournaments and majors and different things like that, I mean, obviously it'd, it'd be great to complete a slam, but if you were going to say, I want to win this major, uh, what would it be? It's 1000% the masters. You, yes. you can't, yes. I mean, <laughs> I think you, if you ask any golfer, they're going to say the masters, except maybe someone that, you know, lives in, you know, St. Andrews and the opens at yeah. St. Andrews, that'd be pretty special, but you know, every, everyone wants to win a masters. That's, that's, that's the real dream right there. <laughs> so real quick, if, if I could tell you five years from now, you're going to win the U S open and the PGA championship, or you could just win the masters. Are you taking the two majors or the masters? In the, that masters the masters oh, for sure. God. Yeah. It, it, man, it's so prestigious and special. Like my, my wife hates master's week. Cause it's always on our anniversary. We got married in April. And she's like, Oh, I, I, I know what our anniversary is going to be. You're going to be on the couch drinking beer, watching the masters. Um, my wife's birthday is always the weekend of the final four and her parents always want to take us out to dinner on Saturday night. And I'm like, what are you? No, like we can go any other night, but the final four. So as soon as Florida state gets in there, I'm going to win that battle, but I haven't yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talking about being at Florida state, um, how, with how busy you are just like in different tournaments and playing, you know, for the Knowles and for yourself going off and doing other things and stuff. That's not really part of the cop. How how difficult was it to stay plugged into the other sports? Like, did you have things that you enjoyed going to? I mean, everybody enjoys going to football and basketball games and stuff like that. And obviously, this last year was 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 pretty crazy. But did you have a sport that you really enjoyed going and watching? That is kind of one of the underrated sports that people don't know about. I didn't. I'm I'm a huge basketball fan. That's like I said. If I was six foot eight, I wouldn't be playing golf. I'd be playing basketball. <laughs> but I'm not six foot eight, and uh, yeah, I, I went to maybe five games this year yeah. and then probably my best sporting experience was probably at the Florida state Louisville game last year, or was that two oh, years ago? Yeah. Trent Forrest, and yeah. There was just so many posters and I was there and it was electric in the state and the, the atmosphere and it was insane. So um, I'm a huge basketball guy. I, I want to go to as many games as I can, but and, it, and, and the arena is super comfortable. You don't have to be at like the football game and the student section standing up. It's all sweaty and it's like 110 <laughs> degrees. Sometimes I, uh, you know, I'm already outside all the time. I'd rather be inside the AC watching, you know, <laughs> some guys yeah. shoot, shoot, shoot some hoops. We had uh, Trent Forrest on the podcast a couple of months ago and talked about when he just absolutely posterized Jordan Nora yeah, and, and how the, he was the so arena... humble about it. He was so <laughs> humble about it too. So we're like, the... we're trying to get him to say something reckless, and he's like, "Yeah, I just kind of went up, and I knew I had him, and I was like, bro, no, just like you dunked on him, bro. Like, don't <laughs> be humble right now." So the day after that game, I was at the stadium eating lunch, and they showed it on Sports Center top ten plays, and uh, I guess the basketball team walked in, and everyone was like, "Oh, going crazy," and like. <laughs> 
you know, Trent was there and they were like, you know, like hyping him up. That was pretty cool. Um, I want to ask you about this and get your, get your take on it, get your thoughts. Um, I mean, you've been seeing this, I mean, another, another FSU legend, but you've been seeing this Brooks Bryson stuff. I'm sure just like everybody mm-hmm. else in the world has um, we had, and you can say whatever you want here because we had Trey on and I thought he'd be really like, or, you know, coach Joe, I don't know what you call him, but like we had coach Jones on and he, I thought he'd be like real reserved about it or whatever. And he was pretty funny. Like he just said like, well, no, I, we, we talked with, we talked to them right after what was it, Richie, the uh, PGA championship where he finished, yeah. you know, what a stroke back in second yeah. place. And when the interview leaked to, with yeah. Brooks being like, Oh, this, this yeah. fucking guy, he, he <laughs> thrown a lot, you know? And so we asked, we asked coach Jones, like, Hey, uh, you know, have you chatted with Richie asked this? Not me. I wasn't yeah. getting cussed out, but he said, have you <laughs> chatted with Brooks since that? And he said, no, I'm giving him a little space, which is probably what Bryson should have done if, <laughs> if he knew him well enough. So, um, I don't get you in too much trouble, but any thoughts on the whole Brooks Bryson thing? Like, are you enjoying it? Like the rest of us are. Yeah, I am. I think, I think it's pretty <laughs> hilarious that people are calling Bryson Brooksy. Yes, I, love I love it. I love it. Um, but to be honest, if I'm Bryson and someone's yelling someone else's name when I'm making a putt or something, I'd be pretty annoyed too. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I think it's hilarious. I think I'd I'd probably handle it a little better. I wouldn't get so upset. Like stuff like that really doesn't bother me. I I really, yeah, I I wouldn't care too much. But I think it's hilarious. Um, I thought Brooks doing that video. Of, giving people, you know, a case of Michelob's, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was a big baller move. So I thought, I, I think the whole situation is pretty funny. Yeah. Well, well, while we're on the subject of Brooks, uh, I, I just want to bring up, cause you know, a lot of the more traditional golf fans are, are not a big fan of what's going on with all this stuff right now. Younger guys like myself, I, I'm all in, I, I love it. We have a player impact program. Brooks, he's going for his share of the $40 million. Um, but one thing a lot of people did not talk about, but Florida State uh, and Florida State Golf social media specifically promoted, man, you cleaned up on all the postseason awards this year. You got the Hogan, you got the Haskins, you got the Nicholas, and uh, you got to go to Jack's place at Memorial to accept the Nicholas on a private jet that Brooks kind of funded for you. How cool is that, that a former number one and still one of the best players in the world who played where you played college golf said, hey, man, I'm going I'm to send you guys up in style. That was just the coolest thing I think I've seen this year. Yeah, so I, I think that's a, another big thing on why I came to Florida State is we're like a family here, and I feel like I had the chance to play with Hank Leviota last week at my first tour event, and he's another guy that was just so awesome and nice, and, you know, it really shows that when you come to Florida State, you're once a Seminole, always a Seminole, and, you know, I'm still living in Tallahassee right now, and you know, I can go up there. I see coach. I see, you know, all the guys at the club that, you know, support FSU and they're all super nice to me and still supporting me, even though I'm technically no longer on the team. And, you know, that's I think that's a pretty cool, you know, it, it's it's really cool that just because you went to the same school, um, people still support you and you, you just have a, you know, a relationship with them, even if you haven't met them before. Yeah, and man, it's it's wild because Brooks was great at Florida State, but he had to grind over in the European tour for a while before he could even think about getting the PGA tour. Uh, you're going straight to the Corn Ferry, which is really cool, man. I, I'm excited. I mean, they're big fight on the Corn Ferry tour this week. We won't get into that. 
Um, but I do oh, want to yeah. add. <laughs> right? I did hear about that. <laughs> actually, actually, I do want to ask about that now that, that you've heard about it. Man, it, so I want to hear your thoughts on this. So for the listeners, there was a golfer. He got really mad at a golfer he was playing with. He had an errant tee shot, couldn't find it. Um, there was a pace of play issues. Then it turned out that the, the one that hit the errant golf shot on seven, I believe, went back to the player who had his dad on his bag and said, basically, oh, you can't help me look for my golf ball. And they said, no, we're not looking for it. And then as they're going to the next tee box, they jumped him, like punched him up, beat him down. It made him say, uncle, like, have you ever seen anything that, like that on a golf course? Not, We're not even talking like Corn Fray, where you're trying to get on the PGA Tour. This is your livelihood. But this is just, I've never, I've, I've played hundreds of rounds. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Um, when you saw that story, what were your thoughts? And have you seen anything like that close at all in your life? I thought it was pretty hilarious that I did too. Like, on the Cornberry <laughs> tour qualifier. Um, yeah, my, my, my caddy, who's also one of my best friends, just like, we were practicing one day and he was just like, some guy just got arrested on the Cornberry <laughs> Monday. I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? No way. Cause for the most part, like golfers are usually like really reserved good dudes like that it's yeah, chill like, people yeah yeah it's 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 part of the the game of golf like you you got to be honest you it's just you don't see a lot of cheating and a lot of like you know sketchy moves like i guess in in basketball most soccer and football like you're trying to get away with you know i guess you can call it cheating fouling so in golf you you, you can't get away with it it's if you ever cheat, you're that'll stain your name forever. And yeah. um, yeah, you don't really see that in golf. So I personally never really had an opportunity to witness anything like that, but I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I just saw the headline and I was like, what the heck is going on on the corn ferry? Then I saw it was a qualifier for the corn ferry. So I'm like, all right, it takes a little bit off. And the USGA came out in a hurry and said that neither one were permanent members of the corn ferry tour, um, et cetera. But I, I do want to get back into you growing into your love for golf. Um, you talk a lot about basketball. Was golf always your first sport or did you? You know, I know you said if you were six eight, you would have played basketball. But how would you end up committing to golf? Because obviously, whatever you did, it paid off. Yeah. So I played. I started playing golf when I was like seven years old. My oldest brother picked it up when he was fifteen, and I followed shortly after. And uh, yeah, he. I guess it was kind of one of those things. You know, I grew up in a asian household and my dad was pretty pretty strict on you know practicing so he pushed me pretty hard but you know i wouldn't be here without him and uh i guess he it's kind of funny i guess my older brother didn't wasn't quite good enough to play in college and he was like all right we'll, we'll go with the youngest one let's see what he's got <laughs> and i started getting pretty good and then when i was like 13 or 14 i think that's when i started to realize like oh i mean maybe i've got a shot at doing this for a living and then my dad kind of saw some potential in me and then he uh, we moved down to Florida when I was 15. And, you know, it, it was tough when I was younger because when you're not playing good golf and you're trying to do it for a living, it it's pretty stressful and discouraging and like, you don't want to do it anymore. But then, like, once you hit that spurt and you start playing some really good golf, it, it, it becomes a lot of fun. And then I started really enjoying it. And I was like, yeah, I should I should try and do this for a living. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I mean, I I think I read something where 
you were hitting like eight to 900 balls a day on the weekend. That that's ridiculous. That's like me going out and playing 10 rounds, shooting 90 in one day, which I, I can easily do. I promise you. But what's that grind like, especially, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I focus on basketball in high school and my dad, like I get home from school and he's like, you need to make, you need to shoot hundred free throws before you can come back in the house and have dinner. And I'm like, really? Like, and he's like, and you need, and you need to make 60 to 65 of them. I'm like, Oh, okay. Is that kind of like what you were like? And obviously I'm not in the NBA. So whatever your dad did worked out a lot better than what my dad was doing. Yeah. I, uh, it was this golf range in New Jersey because we in winter times I can't I can't uh you know practice my short game because it's so yeah. cold. There's snow on the ground sometimes, and you know there there were these hit, heated bays bays that I would hit out of. And on Saturday and Sunday, before 10 a.m., there was like a a special golf ball deal where you get a certain amount, and I think it was. 250 or 300 i can't remember and it'd be in this giant bucket and uh i'd get there at a, around 9 45 just in time before to get the special deal and i'd be there till like seven o'clock just beating golf balls in one little hitting bay <laughs> yeah it was it was brutal my dad doesn't know this but i whenever he would look away you know i'd take a couple balls and just throw them on the range <laughs> it, it was brutal man just to, to 900 golf balls is a lot of golf balls so that's a that's yeah. a that's a ton man that, that's a lot <laughs> as someone who shoots a lot of shots on a saturday not even at the range that's a lot um talk to the talk to us like about obviously you won some major awards this year um talk to us about the kind of cleaning up during award season and, and kind of what that meant to you, a career that you'd obviously worked so hard in your career and hit so many golf balls on the weekends and, you know, just kind of worked your tail off. And then, I mean, you kind of pulled the, I mean, you you got here just after he left, but you kind of pulled the Jameis, right? Where you win like every major award um, to, to finish up a career. What was that like? Yeah, that was, that was really special. I feel like being at Florida state, I, if, if you don't know me, like I love being a Seminole. I love Florida State. And I felt like I just, I wanted to do something special for the program. I wanted to want this place to be a place where, you know, golfers and junior golfers and recruits want to come to because they know you can become one of the best golfers in the world. Like I think Brooks Kepka has proved that. And, you know, I just, I feel like it was really special because. You know, I think no other Florida State golfer has ever done any of these things. And I just wanted to prove that to, to other people that Florida State is one of the golf programs and and is going to become one of the best programs in the years coming. And, um, you know, I, it did shock me a little bit because I don't know if you know the Hogan Award and how it works, but they keep it very quiet and no one knows who's going to win. Like they had an envelope at the dinner or the lunch table and you know, they, they kept it very secret and I was actually really shocked that I won it. And it did it, a lot of, it did surprise me because my, my main focus to, was to win a team national championship. So, um, but to win those awards, yeah, that was, that was really special. And, and I, I'm, I'm glad I did because I feel like that will help the program out in the future. Um, what is it like 
I mean, you said you you said you uh, for the, for the non golfers, right? For me and you know anybody else who's not as major into golf as as uh, Richie is. No pun intended. They're using the word major, but no, you you can um, count me because I'm still uh, struggling to break ninety. So I'm I'm but, in your boat. <laughs> yeah, if I can break a hundred, though, I'm in a great shape. So um, when uh, you play ball, you play basketball, so you kind of know this. And I mean, just watching. Um, FSU over the last couple of years watching any kind of NBA stuff, whether it's like Durant last night going crazy or, or whatever. Like but like, what's the is getting into a zone like out on the course? Obviously, it's different because you don't, you know, like you're not running up and down the court, like slamming on somebody's head or knocking down a turnaround three at the buzzer like LeBron against the Warriors or whatever. But like, what is it? What does it feel like when you're in that zone? And and how different is it? Because again, you're you're like you know you're the reserved guy on the golf course, right? Like you're not dunk it on somebody's head that's seven foot tall yeah so no it, i've actually kind of experienced that a little bit i play in the walker cup in 2019 if you don't know that it's like great britain versus and great britain island versus america like kind of Ryder cup format for amateur golfers and uh i was one down with two to play and i won 17 to get to all square then 18 i had like a nine footer and and I was like, I was locked in. I was like in the zone. Like I, I want to win this match. And like, you know, it, it's just like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but your, your head's in a different spot. And then I made like a nine footer on 18 to win the match. And I just, I threw a massive fist pump and like screamed to my teammates. So <laughs> I golfers do go through that. I feel like, you know, like that Justin Thomas, no, who was it in the Ryder cup, Patrick Reed versus Rory or something. Where do, do you know? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Or, yeah, that that guy. Yeah, <laughs> where they sense. both shot like nine or ten under, and yeah. like you know, golfers, you know, they get in that yeah. zone, and like you know, he shushed the crowd, and like it, yeah. it happens a lot, or it happens every once in a while in golf. Yeah. Man, the the Ryder Cup is on my bucket list, but I want to go when it's in America. Like I, I want to be there when it's on our home turf, so I can be be a part of that. Yeah. That's that's just something, man. It's so special to watch. You hear, you know, the U.S. fans in Europe, you know, singing at Backstreet Boys talking about I want Pat Cantlay instead of I want it that way. It's amazing <laughs> stuff. Um, I love it. Uh, last few things and we'll get you out of here. And thank you so much for your time. But when we had we had meat on the podcast, Mike Martin Jr. And we were asking about Brooks a little bit. He's like, yeah, Brooks, you know, you'd be surprised. He was obviously one of the best golfers to come through Florida State. But he would come to our baseball practice and take batting practice with us. Uh, did you ever, you know, I know you're a basketball guy. Did you ever call Coach Ham and say, hey, can I come to shoot around with the boys? <laughs> no, I did not do that. Um, I, I know um, Coach Jones has a really good relationship with Mike Martin. Um, yeah. And I think maybe that's how they kind of swung down. I think we used to do like a little baseball thing uh, with like, you know, the golfers play baseball and the baseball players play some golf or something. I, we don't do that anymore. I don't, I think you know, someone may have like gotten hit in the head or something. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, we had some unathletic golfers uh, on the team a couple of years ago, and they didn't know how to play baseball. So, but anyways, yeah, I, I that would have been so cool to you know go to the arena and shoot some hoops out there because we've got a good amount of like basketball fans on our team. So that would have been that would have been sick. Yeah, and anyone who listens to this show knows I am the 
biggest Leonard Hamilton advocate in the world. Like I, I will, we, we had the fortunate uh, uh, time to interview him on this podcast. And I was like a fanboy. like, like is, <laughs> is this really Leonard Hamilton right now? Uh, I almost feel a little bit that way with you, John, because I, I know, I feel that you're going to be a mainstay on the PGA tour. I'm super excited to watch you on the corn ferry and eventually in the PGA. Um, you know, we got Berger, we got Brooks, we got Jonas Blicks. Uh, we get a lot of Florida State players making noise on the tour right now. I think it is absolutely awesome. I think uh, you you represent the game very well. Um, I I just cannot wait to see you and progress in your pr- career. And uh, with that, I'll throw it to TGA to close it out. Man, yeah, John, we we appreciate it a ton. Um, if if you need us to hook you up with uh, getting some shots up on the court the next time you're up in Tallahassee, I don't know how many. <laughs> How many times are you plan getting back up there? I know you're about to be really busy, but uh, we'll see what we could. We'll see what we could do. Maybe get at least get like a three point um, shootout between you and Richie. I can't shoot to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I'm that, not tall, so I like the, the humility. I got nothing going for me. See, like see that's me on the golf course. I can't shoot to save my life. Hey, I still, yeah, I still, I still go out every weekend, so it, it's okay. We've been uh, Richie's been you know, making some big challenges and stuff. Like he talked about taking batting practice for some of the girls when Lonnie was on the last time. Like I'd love to see Sander Cox strike him out. And then we had uh, coach Hyde on women's tennis. And she said like, she'd like to see if Richie could return a, a just one serve uh, with some of her girls out there. So if you're going to be in Tallahassee Labor Day weekend, I don't know if there's a tournament or not that weekend, but like we'd love to get you and Richie out on the golf course just so you can embarrass him like everybody else is going to up in Florida State. That yeah, I, I think That'd we need. Awesome. I think yeah. we need a. I think we need a par three closest to the pin challenge. But oh I need. Gosh. I need at least two shots to your one. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no way I'm going to be. I'm going to beat your one shot. Deal. I'll do it. <laughs> and, and and if if you win, I'll buy you Guthrie's. If I yeah. win, I want some Nike or TaylorMade swag, man. I'm telling you, I need, I need that. <laughs> I get you a driver or something. Oh, g- give oh, me that sheesh. Sim Two. Give me the Sim Two because I still have the M Two. Oh my goodness, John Pock, thank you so much uh, for taking some time. I know you're, I know you're busy and you got a lot going on, but thank you so much for for hanging out with us. We're excited to follow your career. Um, oh yeah, that, I want to ask you that too. Did you know that you have like a pa- a Pock tracker? Yeah, like, yes, like what? That. How? Okay, so like you I have seen, no like, idea who that is. Well, we're so trying we do. to do. We have an idea. To, yeah, we're trying oh, to work really? with him. We're trying to work with him. Like you know, like to. So we got a well, a website that we started writing some stuff. We we tracked you on some different stuff when you were in, the, um, in a couple of different things and, and oh, in the Meadow, ACC. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're we're trying to work with him. But I mean, you've seen like the the Brooks tracker and the Tiger tracker. How cool <laughs> was it when you saw that? Were you like, that was oh, really cool. God, like what yeah, in the yeah, way? Right? You guys know who it is. Yeah, we we don't know him personally, but we have in, we are in contact with yeah. him, and we uh, are going to be working with him moving forward. Yeah. So now, John, unfortunately, you came in the spot. <laughs> you, you have to you have to be a recurring guest. Anytime we request you, you have to come on the podcast. Now. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna we're we're gonna talk with him this week about maybe writing a little bit for the website. I, he'll probably want to keep his anonymity, but. If you want to know who it is, shoot us a message and we'll, we'll tell you who it is. <laughs> Perfect, you can't yeah. tell. <laughs> good. Hey, thanks again so much for hanging out, man. We're excited to see your career uh, as it gets started and gets taken off here. But, man, thanks so much for uh, for your time, yeah. bud. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, guys. I really enjoyed that. Of course. All right, man. You have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right, buddy. John Pock, FSU golf legend and now – Another professional legend. golfer right yeah like yeah. In, incredible so um 
man, that was fun. He was a lot of fun. He, uh, I'm excited to watch him. I'm excited to see, like I just told him, like his career take off and, yeah. um, and kind of go and grow. But that pot tracker is cool. I really do think he's going to be big time on the tour, though. I'm, I'm not saying this as a Florida State guy. You think about Matt Wolf, um, that who just graduated last year and ended up in the match um, this past year during the pandemic and blowing up on the tour. I really think John Pock is going to be that guy where he is going to blow up on the PGA Tour. It may not be this year or next year. Um, it takes experience playing with the best in the world on the toughest courses in the world, which is what he's stepping himself into. But man, he, he's got all the tools to be a top tier golfer on the PGA Tour. Super excited. And the fact that he's a Seminole makes it easy. He's probably my second favorite active golfer on the tour right now behind Brooks. Obviously, whenever Tiger comes back, he's number one for me. But it, it's going to be Brooks and John John Pock right below that for me for years too. Cause yes, you know, who knows, yes. Who knows how long tiger has left with it, but uh, yeah, no, he, he's awesome. And he was a lot of fun too. Like he was, you know, he wasn't just a lot of times your interviews can be kind of, yeah. I don't know. I think people feel like they can kind of cut loose with us for at times. Yeah. Cause we're not so like yeah. stiff, like some of your stuff, but, but he was a lot of fun too. Like I, I it, think it was he was fun chatting with him. Yeah. I think it was the perfect combination between a obviously very polished interviewer or interviewee. But also, like, reading the room and saying, okay, I got, I got two normal dudes here. Let's just have a fun time. So yeah. he, he's got that he's got that perfected already. I think he's only 22 years old. So that's that's impressive because if you had interviewed me at 22 years old, oh my gosh. I, pro- I probably would have been drunk at Potbellies at, like, 2 o'clock on a Thursday <laughs> and, and, you know, got canceled for all the wrong reasons. So uh, yeah. good to see yeah. a guy like John back. And I love the story about – his dad pushed him. He wasn't really feeling it, but now he looks back and says, man, I'm glad that happened because he knows he wouldn't be where he is now without his father. And uh, with father's day weekend coming up, that's just a really cool story. So nothing but best wishes to John Pock uh, on the corn ferry. And eventually uh, as he becomes a regular on the PGA tour. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we appreciate him coming on. We didn't say the beginning of the show, but obviously we appreciate Guthrie's and their support. You visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Still have the giveaway going on. If you go to Guthrie's in Tallahassee and tag us in your order, you get entered to win a Yeti cooler. Also, if you tell them Double Fries No Sauce sent you, you get a free drink. That's the two locations in Tallahassee. Go check out our website. We've got some cool stuff dropping. We have a countdown uh, piece dropping tomorrow. Tomorrow is 80 days until FSU football season. So we all kind of give our top players to wear uh, a number 80 jersey. It's anywhere in the 80s, um, not just the number uh, 80. So 80 and days. I have, will... And I have the Ross player in FSU. Oh, my gosh. My the, dad, the dad jokes uh, the week of Father's Day. Just <laughs> no, no limit. Uh, check out. Kid, I'm making dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without, don't say that around Lindsay. She'll get, the, the dog counts. Oh, um, man. She, oh, she'll come after me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but check out the website, doublefriesnoslaw.com. We have had some fun some fun stuff up there. We try to, try to keep the uh, website much like the podcast. Pretty loose, pretty fun. And uh, just kind of give you our takes on some different things, Florida State related. Um, we may have another one of these pop-up shows popping up. Um, I didn't mean to say it twice like that. But we may have one of these popping up uh, later this week. So kind of stay tuned to your feeds. Uh, appreciate the support. Uh, do you have a song for us, Richie Harlan? Anybody got something for us? Anything golf related? I don't know if that we'll, – we'll talk about it off air. Until next give, time. Give me uh, – uh, heading back to Cali. We'll do it. 
or taking it back to Cali, whatever it is. That, that that's how you know I have no idea what I'm talking about. California, I, California love by Tupac. All right, very good. Um, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, with the, with the uh, U.S. Open in San Diego, California. Uh, right, Kepka, right, right. We're going with that. Man, I'm excited for your updates this week for uh, for Kepka's run starting tomorrow. Yeah, I, so uh, on the website, I will be updating Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger. I, I don't want to forget Daniel Berger, another Florida State guy that John Pock. Uh, mentioned he's also in the US Open. He's a long shot, but if he's in the if he's making a charge, we will have updates on him. I promise you that. So we will um, keep you updated there until either our next pop up episode or when we come back on Sunday evening for um, our regularly scheduled show. We'll see you guys next time we're on again, probably tomorrow or Friday. We'll have a pop up episode. So enjoy that. Look out for that. Richie, thanks for hanging out. Harlan, thanks for all you do behind the scenes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Go Knowles. Your hat can't fit ya. Either I'm with ya or against ya. Format bench ya. Back through that maze I sent ya. Talking to the rap inventor. Nigga with the game type. Fifth that flame right. Spell my name right. B-I. Double G-I-E. Iced out. Lights out. Me and see the Leo. Getting hands for some chick he know. See it's all about the cheddar. Nobody do it better. Going back to Cali. Strictly for the weather. Women and the weed. Sticky green. No seeds, bitch please. Papa ain't soft. Get up in the hood. Ain't no love lost, got me mixed up, you drunk them licks up Mad cause I got my dicks up, and my balls lick or fit, the game is mine I'ma spell my name one more time, check it It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S, you just lay down slow Recognize a real dawn when you see one Sipping on booze in the house of blues I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali I'm going, going back, back to Cali, 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 uh Going back, back to Cali, Cali. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. If I got to choose the coast, I got to choose the east. I live out there, so don't go there. But that don't mean a nigga can't rest in the west. See some nice breasts in the west. Smoke some nice sets in the west. Y'all niggas is a mess, thinking I'm gonna stop. Give it LA props. All I got is beef with those that violate me. I shall annihilate me. Case closed, suitcase filled with clothes, linens and things, I'll begin things, people start to flash, 818, 213s, 313s, B.I.G., frequently floss holes at Roscoe's, if I want a squirter, take it a fat burger, spend about a week on Venice Beach, sipping Crisco with some freaks from Frisco, I'm going, going, back, back to Cali, Cali, I'm going, going, back, back to Cali, 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 uh. Going back, back to Cali, Cali. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. Cali got gunplay, models on the runway, scream, Biggie, Biggie, give me one more chance. I'll be whipping on the freeway, the NYC way, on the celly, celly with my homeboy Lance. Pass hands from left to right, only got five months left to light. I'm set tonight, better business of a Versace store. Says he suck it till I ain't got no more, only in L.A. Bust on bitches L.A., rub it in their tummy, lick it, say it's yummy, then fuck your man. What's your plan? Is it to rock the tri-state? Almost gold, five G's to show date, or do you want to see a about 
seven digits, but hold.